0: Are you a woman founder starting or building your business and it's time to get unstuck and get growing? How do you do the big things that you're dreaming of, build your business empire and still keep from breaking your sanity and your bank balance? Yes, I said empire. We don't play small around here. You aren't starting a little business or creating a side hustle. You are building your business empire and if you want it, we are going to help you go get this is the One Step Empire from Incorporated, and we're here every week to help you build your business and create freedom through success as an entrepreneur. This is the podcast for women founders who are building their dreams one step at a time. We aren't going to let you play small just because your budget might be. There are hundreds of ways you can create incredible impact in your business with the resources you have right now, and we're going to help you do that each and every week. Massive success in simple steps. That's what One Step Empire is all about. Hi, and welcome back to She Corporated One Step Empire podcast. Last week, we used your customer journey map to turn strangers into your biggest fans. We looked at all the touch points with your customers and your potential customers and started planning out how to make each one count, as well as how to use that information to improve all aspects of your business. Now, if you haven't worked through the previous episodes yet, you'll want to go back and start at episode one because we're working through week by week, step by step, helping you build your business. The next two episodes are going to be part one and part two of creating your brand identity. Now, your brand identity generally encompasses all the visual aspects of your brand that identify it and distinguish it from others in your market. So, this can include many things, but almost always includes colors fonts and logos. The sky is the limit really to what you can include in your brand identity, but to keep things simple and to keep you moving forward, we're going to focus on the basics. Three simple steps to creating your brand identity: your logo, your typeface, and your colors. So in this episode, part 1, we're going to talk through step 1, creating your logo, and then next week we'll talk through steps 2 and 3, which is your typeface and your colors. So step 1, create your logo. Your logo is like a dating profile picture for your brand. People are going to make assumptions about your brand within seconds of seeing your logo. So it's important to really get it right. There's some key points you want to keep in mind when you're designing your logo. The first one is shape. The shape of your logo plays a big role in how people interpret your brand identity. And studies have shown that the overall shape of your logo, whether it's circular or it's more angular shaped, influences how people perceive your brand. Shapes that are more angular tend to be associated more with harder, more durable features. They're often associated with characteristics like power, innovation, and respect. More curved or more organic shapes bring to mind softer traits like kindness, warmth, and friendliness. So think about what you want the overall feel of your logo to be and what shape communicates that the best. Number two, you want to keep it simple. Make sure your logo design is simple and easy to understand at a glance. You know, studies have shown that the busier the logo, the less effective it is because the brain has to work harder to interpret all the information that it's seeing. So trying to cram all that information into your logo is actually making it harder to understand, not easier. Your logo will also need to work in various sizes and applications. So the simpler it is, the clearer it will be when it's reduced to tiny sizes, like for your web page favicon, for example. And number three is the color. You wanna make sure that your logo works in black and white. You want it to work in black and white for two very important reasons. The logo should have a strong design foundation. So if a design works without the color, it'll work with it. But the opposite isn't always true. You'll also need to use your logo in one color at some point. There's gonna be times when you need one color art And some logos that aren't designed with that in mind just don't work when you try to convert them to one color later because you could lose shading or gradient or colors that overlap, for example. So make sure it works in black and white. It's also really important to get your final logo choices in front of as many eyes as you can for feedback. You know, visual interpretation is subjective and everyone is going to see a logo and interpret its meaning a bit differently. So it's really important to get others to look at it, especially those who are going to be in your target market and make sure that it's truly getting across the message that you intended and and doesn't have a meaning that you weren't aware of yourself. I'll give you an example. Several years ago, I was naming a jewelry brand that I was working on for a client, and the brand was focused on a rainbow gemstone. And a big selling feature of the stone was that it was prized for bringing good fortune to the wearer. So I liked the name Karma. I thought it had the right feel. And if it had been just me involved, I probably would have run with that as the name. But I didn't. I pitched it to our marketing manager, and he thought it was ridiculous. He asked me why I would give a gemstone jewelry line such a negative name. And I was confused, but to him, karma was a negative, like karma is going to get you. So neither of us was right or wrong. The key here is that if that was his perception, it was likely the perception of many other people as well, and not a good choice for the name. So we moved on to other options. So make sure that you get other people having a look at your ideas for your logo, just to make sure that there's no interpretations out there that you didn't think of, and they can give you some valuable feedback that you might want to include moving forward. Now, once you've nailed the design of the logo, there's a few other things you wanna keep in mind. You wanna make sure you have some options. When you finalize your logo, make sure you get all the versions of the file that you're gonna need for various uses. So make sure you have the one color version and one color means one solid color, no gradient, no shadows. And then you want your full color version, that you're going to use in digital formats and, and most of the time and then you want to make sure you have a version that's going to show clearly on dark backgrounds as well as one that's going to show on light backgrounds so for example if you look at our she corporated logo the body of the logo is yellow and the text around the circle is a deep gray and that looks great on light backgrounds but when we want to use it on a dark or a black background that dark gray text isn't readable it completely disappears so we have a second version of that logo where that dark gray text is reversed to white so then that will pop on a dark background So that's something that you want to consider and make sure you have some of those options available. Another consideration is the width and the height of the logo and whether you need some options there as well. You know, a wide logo is great for things like letterhead and page footers, but it may be too wide for many other applications. So you want to make sure that if you have a very wide logo, that you have a second version where the components are stacked on top of each other to change that design to a taller, more centered version. It's incredibly useful. So you have the right shape to fill the space when you need to fill it a bit differently. So how do you get your actual logo designed? Well, there's a lot of different ways you can go depending on your budget and your time and your skill level. You may decide that you want to design the logo yourself, or you may want to work with a professional designer. I would suggest for something this important that you have a graphic designer make up the final files for you at least. But even if you're using a designer, you're still going to want to go in with a fairly clear picture of what you're looking for. It's a great idea to play around with some sketches yourself or with an online design tool like Canva, and you can see what you like and what you don't like. And then when you have those preliminary drawings to get you started with the designer, it's going to save you a lot of time, a lot of back and forth, and money, because time is money with designers, of course. Now, you can work with a graphic designer locally, or maybe somebody that's referred by a friend, or you can find somebody quite inexpensively on sites like Fiverr or 99designs. But once you have your approved final logo, the last step is to make sure you get the final files in a few different file types. You definitely need the original vector logo. That's the editable original art file. You're also going to want to have a PNG file with a transparent background so you can pop it into your website or into designs very cleanly and not have a big white square around your logo. And then many people will have a JPEG and other versions as well. But the vector file and the PNG file are the ones that we find people use most often. So that's your one step for this week. I want you to spend some time working through what you want your logo to feel like, what you want it to look like, and how it can best convey the message that you want to send. Then start drawing it out. It doesn't matter how rough your drawings are, nobody's judging your art skills. It's just important to get it out of your head and onto paper or get into Canva online. It's a free tool. If you don't use it already, go sign up and you can mess around in there and try some options out. Now, once you've got that preliminary idea, find a designer, work with them to get you a logo that you love and that truly represents your brand. Now, next week, we're going to move on to the last two steps in creating your brand identity, which is choosing your typeface and choosing your colors. So make sure you meet us back here next week for that. Also, if you're enjoying the podcasts and you're finding them helpful, please, please, please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to. It's a huge help for a new series like this, and it's going to help other women who need us find us as well. So drop us a review and then hit us up at SheCorporated on social, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to the One Step Empire podcast. All the resources you need are found on our site, SheCorporated.com. There are free downloads. The link to join our community of women entrepreneurs is there. All the show notes for every podcast episode, links to everything we've got going on, and the link to subscribe to the magazine for women founders, She Corporated Magazine. All of it can be found at shecorporated.com on the web. Make sure you follow us at SheCorporated on Facebook or Instagram, and set aside some time this week to put into practice what you learned today on the podcast. Block some time on your calendar in the next seven days and really commit to putting it into practice and not just on your to-do list because massive action creates massive results. You can do this and we're here to help.